With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents the Health Podcast. Fad diets may come and go, but lifestyle changes can often be more effective when it comes to living at a healthier weight. And joining me today to discuss weight loss and the value of dieting and lifestyle changes is Dr. Drew Webb. She's a family medicine doctor at Pullman Family Medicine. So, Dr. Webb, thanks so much for being on. We're talking about diets today and why people might struggle with dieting and how to help them be successful. When should people even consider dieting? What's the threshold to begin a diet? So, at least from the physician perspective, um, when we look at patients, we're looking oftentimes at their body mass index, and that's just looking at weight versus height. And so, in general, if somebody's over a BMI of 25, they're considered overweight. And then especially once you get above 30, 35, then you're getting into obese categories where people start to have more health issues that come from being overweight. And that's when we really start getting concerned about people's weight and when we start recommending that they look at dieting, exercise, those kinds of things. The recommendations that I make to my patients are that if we're starting to see high blood pressure, diabetes, or prediabetes, then we absolutely need to start having that conversation. So let's assume that people are dieting, and we were talking off the air, maybe everybody's on a diet in some way, shape, or form. (laughs) But if people are on a diet, when they're not losing weight, when they know that others have gone on the same diet, how do we explain that to them? What's going on there? Yeah, and a lot of that comes with a conversation with the patient. A lot of it has to do with the diet that they've chosen. Some people are better at being consistent with certain diets than others. And so usually when they've seen some people have success with a certain diet and they are not, it's because it's not the right diet for them. They're really struggling to be consistent with it. They're they're not necessarily doing it as a lifestyle change. It's something that they're doing to get success quickly. And that's the other problem. People expect results in a really rapid fashion. And that's usually not the way weight loss happens with diets. And so in general, when people tell me that I'm doing this diet, I'm not seeing weight loss, what's wrong? I usually strip it down, talk with them and find that it's because they're not really being consistent. Maybe they're over cutting carbs or protein or or fat, that can be a problem too. Those are the biggest things with that. Let's assume that somebody feels like they've tried everything mm-hmm. and they simply can't lose weight. Is it possible, I'm sorry if this seems pedestrian, but is it possible that some people just simply cannot lose weight without some surgical or medical intervention? So there are studies out there that show that there's some genetic links to people who have more difficulty losing weight. In general, we can always find a way for a patient to lose weight. Sometimes it involves helping with medications and surgeries. But a lot of times when patients tell me I've tried everything and I can't lose weight, when I talk to them about it, again, there's always ways that I can find of, okay, we've definitely tried a lot of diets that are fad diets and some exercise, but usually when I drill it down, there's other things that we can try to add into it to make some success. But yes, there are just some people who are just genetically predisposed to having a little bit more difficulty losing weight than others. And you mentioned fad diets. And so let's talk about diets in general or fad diets, if you like. Is one diet better than another or is it about marrying the diet with the patient? It's more about marrying the diet with the patient. And you get a lot of questions, especially right now, keto diets really popular as well as like intermittent fasting. And I don't have any problem with those diets. I just, again, I always reiterate that the word diet, I hate the word diet. It's all about a lifestyle change because in general, people think just eat like this for a little while, I'll lose the weight and then I'll go back to what I was doing before. 
and it'll be fine. And that's not the case. People need to pick something that they are going to be able to stay with for the rest of their lives because this is how they maintain that weight loss once they achieve it. And so there's really not one that's better over the other. It's about what you can maintain for the rest of your life and what will keep you fulfilled. Because if you're feeling like you're not getting satisfied with what you're eating, you're more likely to fall off that diet and start doing the things you used to do it before. That's such a great point. I know that we, uh, many people, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people, if we're going on vacation and we know we're going to be wearing a bathing suit, we go on these sort of crash diets to lose weight quickly and it makes us feel good while we're on vacation for those few days or that week, but then we come back to real life. And as you say, it's really about a, a lifestyle change and something that we can maintain. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you were putting a list together for a patient that comes in, you know, who's reached the BMI threshold, what are some ways that you help them to be successful? Like what's that sort of to-do list? list for weight loss patients? There's about four recommendations that I make, and there's some things that can go in those as like subcategories. But the biggest one is that I, I don't really recommend that they pick a diet. I recommend that they start by making small, sustainable changes at a time and moving forward from there. The data is very solidly shown that people who make small changes at a time and make sure that those changes are something that they can be consistent with that they do the best in maintaining those changes as they progress. And so I talked to him about baby steps of you don't just cut from 2,500 calories to 1,200 calories. You really have to look at, okay, I eat cereal for breakfast every morning. What could I eat for breakfast instead? And so just doing small goals like that. Another one that I do is I let patients know that not all calories are created equal. If they say, well, I'm going to cut back to 1,800 calories, but they're still eating quite a bit of junk food that brings them to that 1,800 calories, they're still not going to see the success that they want to see because those calories aren't the same as you get with fruits, vegetables, lean meats, fresh foods. So I really try to let them know that the goal is to stick with the outside of the grocery store as opposed to the inner aisles where everything's produced and packaged. And then the third one is having goals that are not just a number on a scale. So a lot of times we focus on that number on the scale and that can be motivating to some, but others it can also be a source of a sense of failure. So if we're not meeting that goal, then we start to feel like, oh, we're not doing what, we're, what we want to be doing and we're more likely to give up or get off that, off that diet or those lifestyle changes. And so I really recommend that people find another goal other than just, I want to weigh 120 pounds or a pant size. If they have a goal of, I want to be healthier, I want to be able to get out with my kids and play with them without feeling tired or those kinds of things tend to be a little bit more motivating over the long term and keep people more successful over the long term. And lastly, I just recommend be kind to yourself. I think that's the biggest pitfall that we all run into is that we get very frustrated that we're not making progress that we want, that we're not doing as well as we want. And we sort of punish ourselves and that becomes a negative feedback loop when we're doing these things. And that doesn't tend to be motivating at all. It actually tends to make us give up, fall off the wagon. And that leads to yo-yoing with our weight. And the more we yo-yo, the harder we have losing weight over the long term. So 
biggest thing anybody can do is just be kind and say, if I have a bad day and I eat different than I was planning on eating, just say, tomorrow's a new day, I'm going to start over and try and focus on more positive things to tell yourself as you're going through this process, because it can be tough for everybody. Everybody struggles with this. Yeah, no doubt. And we have a scale that talks to us, and I swear I hear her laughing. (laughs) She's not laughing, but I can just faintly hear when I go to weigh myself. I can hear that little snicker in her voice. And of course, we need to be good to ourselves. We need to be kind to ourselves and know that everybody has a bad day or we fall off the wagon or whatever the expression is. As you say, tomorrow's a new day and we can get back at it tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. And just knowing that everybody has those moments where they feel like the scale is snickering at them. And and a lot of times there's groups out there you can join where you can talk to people about the issues that they've had with weight loss. And a lot of times people find that helpful too, because then they feel like they're not alone and they're not the only one struggling to lose the weight. Yeah, and who among us wouldn't like to lose a few pounds? We're all in this together, of course, and especially during COVID-19, people have been treating themselves to a lot of comfort foods and wandering around the house and snacking, and we're all in the same boat together. And, and of course, there are groups out there uh, where you can talk to people in the similar situations. Absolutely. So when we talk about uh, exercise, are there any downsides to exercise? And in general, what's the weekly recommendation for adults? Yeah, so exercise... Obviously, you want to do it safely and make sure that you're not going to hurt yourself doing it. I think one of the downsides is that sometimes people think that it's the only way that you can lose weight. And that's not actually true. The biggest issue with losing weight is what we eat. The exercise is more about your heart health, your cardiovascular health. And the recommendations for that is that you exercise three days a week for at least 30 minutes at a moderate activity. And that's a hard definition to fill. But in general, I tell patients if they are able to get their heart rate up and they're breathing up, but still have a conversation, that's considered moderate activity. And so the goal for just cardiovascular health is three days a week for 30 minutes of that. Cholesterol, you have to do a little bit more vigorous exercise for three days a week. It's about 45 minutes and really vigorous exercise where you're not able to have a conversation to get your cholesterol down. So those are the recommendations by the American Heart Association in terms of cardiovascular health and cholesterol. But in terms of dieting I, and weight loss, I try to not stress that for patients because a lot of times patients will have issues with that. They have chronic pain or knee pain or back pain that maybe limits how much they can do with exercise. And then they feel like, if I can't exercise, I can't lose weight. And so I try to let them know that, look, exercise is a way to help you feel better, but it shouldn't be your main driver of losing weight. And Dr. Webb, as we wrap up here today, anything else? I know you don't like the word diet necessarily, but anything else we can tell people about lifestyle changes that can help them and really how to successfully lose weight? Yeah, I think that when you're looking at making lifestyle changes, not just looking at the food that you're eating, but just things that can make you more active, more happy, more healthy, those are all changes that are going to help eventually in your diet because, or in your weight loss because that's overall going to make you a happier person, help you make healthier decisions, and help with so many other things besides your weight loss as well. So in general, I just try and help patients make decisions throughout their whole spectrum of their lifestyle that can make them happier, healthier. Yeah, definitely. What a great way to end. We want people to be active and happy and healthy and mentally and physically well. And it sounds like you're doing a great job helping people get there. So Dr. Webb, thanks so much for being on today and you stay well. Yeah, thank you. You too. That's Dr. Drew Webb. For more information, visit PullmanRegional.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the entire podcast library for additional topics of interest to you. This is the Health Podcast from Pullman Regional Hospital. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well. Stay well.